Let's go to the Word this morning. I'm in a series, and if you've not been here, you know, I'm going to be a little different. You'll get over it, though. You can handle it, all right? I really like to have church where we remember something when we leave, okay? So I preach a little different. I'll use this big old screen. I'll have you say things with me. And uh, we like to tell the truth, all right? Isn't that nice? Yes or no? Say. Okay? We're in a series right now called... Come along or pile on. Come alongside or pile on top. How many like it when somebody comes alongside and helps you instead of when you're in the ditch, they sort of pile more dirt on the top of you? Yes or no? Say. All right? So, and that's what we've done as a church so often. And as Christians, as people, instead of coming alongside, we end up piling other stuff on top of people. And I've given, man, the first message, man, I just blew it open here, man. I I talked about everybody, myself and others, and how we do this. And uh, church does it. We make up rule on top of rule on top of rule. It's hard to find Jesus. You hear me or not? Or we'll make it about the miracle, the miracle. I listen to some preachers, honestly, listen to talk about the miracles and the talking in tongues. But if you listen, you have to listen real hard because you can't hear about Jesus. I've listened several times. And if I was a lost person, I wouldn't know how to get saved. Did you just hear what I said? Guys, we need to keep the main thing the main thing. It's all about Jesus. Say that with me. It's all about who? If you didn't know that, you're finding out now. Yes or no, say. Okay? That's what we're doing. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, guess what? The Holy Spirit's all about Jesus too. Did you know that or not? Holy Spirit's all about Jesus. We made it like he's something else. No, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God, three persons, one God, but there's one message, one message. God loves you. He gave His Son for you. Without Him, you'll perish. You won't have everlasting life. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus said He will say things that I've said. He'll he'll bring to your remembrance things that I've said. He will lead you into all truth. And I'm convinced, this is my strong opinion after doing this for a long time, that the number one thing I think in churches in general that is so much confusion and outright lying is the Holy Spirit. It's things about the Holy Spirit. That's my strong opinion. Now you know what I think. Okay, say. Amen? We don't want to do that. That's ignorant. We want to learn. Do I know all the answers? No. But I can keep the cookies on the bottom shelf. And we can learn. you hear me or not? So let's just do a quick review. My brother Terry was here last week. I want to just take a little review. Push me, Raj. Thank you. First message I gave was paraclete or veros. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's not. The word comforter is the word for the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the comforter will come. That word in the Greek is the word paraclete. It means to come alongside. Say that with me. It means to what? Come alongside. So if the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us, do you think just maybe we might should come alongside other folk? Yes or no? Say, yeah. Okay, it's called math. It's not that hard. Well, what's that next word? Veros. The word veros means, it means to pile on top. It means to put weight on somebody. People, so often, it's the weight of the church often that keeps people from coming to church. Y'all hear me or not? What to wear? What am I going to give? You know, what are they going to say about me? Whatever. But it's a weight. And that's just not God's plan. This should be a place, especially Fellowship Church, should be a place where people can come and be happy to be here. Yes or no, amen? 
That's why we're going to love the snot out of them. That's, and you have to do that. I can do it from up here, but you better help me. You hear me? I'm going to choke you. Got it or not? So we want to do that. So that was a message, Paracleter Veros. And uh, that's the, sort of the set the, the stage for this series. Now, then last time I spoke with you a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, we spoke about what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. And I hope you're not driving me up in, you know, into boredom right now. But Jesus said that uh, he's going he's gonna to do three things. The Holy Spirit will do three things. Three things. Not that he doesn't do more. But this is the main three things. He will convince you that you have sin in your life. How many know that now? Can I see? Has he done a pretty good job on that one? Number two, the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, will convince you that Jesus Christ is the only way to God the Father. Jesus Christ is your way to have your sins forgiven. Have you been convinced of that? Have you been convinced of that? Or you think you're okay? You think you're okay where you don't need you don't need Jesus in your life. You're not a sinner. Is that maybe where you're at today? Well, if you if you raise your hand on the first one, then your goose is cooked. Because sin's not going to enter into heaven. It's not happening. And somebody's going to have to take that sin. Either you're going to take it, and you can't do nothing with it, so you're going to hell. You might not like that, but that's the truth. So the Holy Spirit uses people like me, His Word and others, to convince you that you need the Lord. You hear me or not say, okay? My mother was a drunk. She was 45 years old. She was sitting in a chair one night in a recliner, drunk. And Billy Graham came on the TV. He was preaching the gospel back in the day. And Mama, I came home that night. She said, we're going to have that church in the morning. Yeah. The Holy Spirit even spoke through that situation. And my mother knew she needed something. And then we went to that church. Three weeks later, we found that Jesus Christ loved us. And we put our faith and trust in Christ. That's the Holy Spirit's work. Are y'all hearing me or not? Say. Now, that's the main work. But if you ask a lot of people, Holy Spirit, they'll say, it's tongues, it's healing, it's this, it's that. And they, what are you doing? Okay? Number three, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will convince you that the prince of this world, that's Satan, has been judged. What does that mean? Plain English, the Holy Spirit is going to convince you as a believer in Christ that the devil ain't your daddy no more. And let's thank the Lord for that. You're not my daddy no more. Okay? And that means a lot. That means a lot. That means a lot. But that don't open the door to be a lunatic and be crazy. Amen? So we want to make sure when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we keep the main thing the main thing. We don't want to pile on top. We want to come alongside. That's what His name means. So today, let's go a step further. Are y'all ready or not? Are we doing all right? Okay, let's go a step further. And I might talk about something today that you already know a lot about, and that's okay. Let's just see how we do today, okay? We want to talk about who has the control in your life. Who has the control in your life and in my life? Is it the Holy Spirit? Or is it your flesh? Now, what does that flesh word mean? It means you call in the shots, you doing what you know, you doing what you've been traumatized to do or you've learned to do or your sin nature has taught you to do. Somebody's going to be in charge of your life. 
and decision-making. So who has the control? The Holy Spirit is saying to you, and Jesus wants it. He's praying for us right now at the right hand of God the Father. That's what the Word of God teaches. And the Holy Spirit wants to come alongside you. And He wants to help you be Spirit-controlled. Can you say Spirit-controlled? Spirit-controlled. But a lot of people who say they're Spirit-controlled, Spirit-controlled are absolute crazy people. That can't be right. I met a Spirit-controlled person. They were like a lunatic. I don't believe this is right. I believe a Spirit-controlled person should be like one of the best people you ever meet. Yes or no? Say. Okay? So, what does that look like? What does it look like to, to be spirit-controlled? It, what's going to be a choice in your life? Okay? So let's look at today the fruits of the Spirit. How many know the fruits of the Spirit? You could name them right now. You could name the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. All right? So, there's nine of them. Well, let's just talk about it. Let's look at it a little differently, though, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. Come alongside or pile on top. Come alongside or pile on top is the series. So as I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, I'm obviously I'm leaning very heavy now on come alongside. That's my thinking, and that's where we want to go with what we're saying. But before we do that, let's just give you some scripture about what can happen if you are spirit-filled, spirit-controlled. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man, what? Sows, help me, that shall he also reap. Now watch this. He that sows to his flesh, we already talked about that. We're going to be controlled by the Spirit or controlled by our flesh. He that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap what? Corruption. But he that sows to the what? Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So, it's called the harvest. And I have just four little things. This ain't the message. This is free. This is a commercial. Okay, here we go. It's the harvest principle. The harvest principle. The harvest principle says, what I sow, I will reap. Now, a lot of churches want to talk about money, 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 money. If you sow money, you're going to get my money. Some of my money is in my money. Sometimes you sow money, you're crazy. You ain't getting no money back. You're going to be broke. So that ain't what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about life in general. When you sow fleshly things, your own choices, you do what you want to do, you're going to reap that crap. Any questions? When you sow the Spirit, the thing that God wants us to do, that we're going to talk about, you're going to see a different kind of harvest. Your life's going to change. How many with a testimony already would say, Pastor Gary, I sort of know what you're talking about. And because of this, my life has been changed over many years of my life. Can I see some man's My life's just changed. It's different. So, what I'm telling you is the truth. And we're going to see it in just a second. But what are four facts of the harvest? Four facts. Say them out loud with me. It's really important that you say this. Okay? Here we go. Say number one. What you plant is what you go. Did we understand that one? Spirit, spirit. Flesh, good, bad, it's going to happen. That's a principle. I don't know what has happened to me. Because you're an idiot. Why do you expect something else to happen when you're acting like a fool? Say, y'all hear me or not? 
Okay? Number two out loud. What you plant now, you're going to harvest. See, we do stuff. We think we're getting by with it. You ain't getting by with it. I mean, you might get by with it with some people. It's coming, baby. It's coming. Why? Because this is the Word of the living God. This is a fact. God's not playing. He's just trying to give it straight up to us. Number three. Say it with me. You will harvest more than you... Ooh. Now see, if you're planting in the Spirit, that's a good thing. But if you're planting in the flesh, that's a what? That's a bad thing. Let's do another quick poll. I love these polls. I love this. Okay? How many... You thought you planted something bad. You made some bad choices. But a whole lot more happened bad than you thought was going to happen. See what I just said? See? This is a fact, man. Number four, say it out loud with me. You can't change yesterday's harvest, but you can make tomorrow's difference. So if you're hurting today, if you're depressed today, man, I've screwed my life up today. Well, guess what? You made one good decision. You came here. So you're on a brand new path already. And my goal is to not, when you come here, to not screw your life up. Amen? That's one of my goals. My goal is that you'll be better than you were when we found you or you found us. Amen? That's what we want to be. We want to make you better. We want to make, want to make you stronger in Christ. So now with that... Wow. Do y'all do that on purpose? Jeez. I know if Roger has, Rogers doesn't have anything to do with this, but if he did, it would be, it would be muted most of the time. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, see. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's what 20 years of working together will get you right there. Here we go. So are we ready to go? Now, this isn't a long message if y'all leave me alone, okay? Here we go. We laid the groundwork. I want to, if the message series is come along or pile on top, I'd like to just do this right here to the pile on top stuff. Can we not talk about that right now? Can we just talk about how we can come alongside people? And it might not be the way you look at the fruits of the Spirit. And that's the beautiful thing about the fruits of the Spirit. You can look at them a lot of different ways. Does that mean different truths? No, it means seeing more truth and more wonderful things when you look at them. But I'd like to keep it sort of simple today. And we're going to look at the fruits of the Spirit. Okay? Would you say them with me out loud? But the fruit of the Spirit is... Stop right there. I personally believe... They're all different fruits. I get that. But I believe these other eight after love all could be slipped up right inside love. What do I mean by that? You, you can say you got these other things, but if you don't have love, you're nothing. You're nothing. And I'm nothing. We can say whatever. We can, oh, I got this. I got the joy. I got the faith. I got the this. But if you ain't got love, people don't give a hoot. And it's not going to work. It's not good. Okay? But that's what I firmly believe about the fruits of the Spirit. I believe God is love. And when you have the fruit of the Spirit, you have love. Got it? I just don't like people. We just don't have the fruit of the Spirit. Period. 
Well, that's the way I was raised. I know that's your problem. You hear me or not? That's not God's will. God wants us to love, but there's nine of them. So say them with me now. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. So there's nine of them. Can you say nine? Am I driving you crazy? You look like I'm driving you crazy. Stop looking that way. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. I think as I get older, I'm starting to lose it a little. No, I'm fine. Be quiet. Here we go. Here we go. Now, how old are you? I don't need some 85-year-old person telling me I've lost it. Come on, lady. Here we go. Come on, let's go. Fruit of the Spirit. What do you see in that picture, Raj? What do we see in there? Back it up, Raj. Back it up. What do we, can we, yeah, look at that spirit. Look at that picture. Can we see the picture clear of the picture? The picture, yes, that picture. You see that picture that picture? What do you see with that picture? Yeah, yeah. I wish you would uh, not think, well, I got eight of them. I'm good. No. One rotten apple and a bunch of rotten apples makes me not want to eat none of the apples. You understand? It's just not a good situation. So we, but the idea, Roger put that picture up there, is that the flesh is always going to want to take over. But God the Holy Spirit wants to help you. He wants to come alongside. He wants to change your life. And in the process, He wants to change other people's lives through your life. So now let's look at them down. Now push it way forward, Roger. Thank you, buddy. Yay, go, go. You're slow, man. Go. Here we go. Now here's what I've done. I want you to see the fruits of the Spirit in three columns today. Something different. You've probably not seen it before. You may have. I don't know. But me and Roger sort of put it together in our office. Love, joy, and peace. And whose name is there? Those three, they all come from Him, but those three directly come from Jesus. His love for you. He loves you. The peace that He can give you and the joy that He can give in your life. That's Jesus. We're going to talk about that. The next column is the next three. Long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. And I put the word others. When you are spirit-filled, when you are a person who comes alongside, this is what you'll be giving to other people. You'll be long-suffering. You'll be gentle. And you'll, you'll share goodness with them. Now, what does that mean? We're going to talk about it. It's not that complicated. The third column is this, faith, meekness, and temperance. And we put the word you there, or me. What does that mean? That means that, that is me. That, that's on me. It's on me to have faith. It's on me to be meek. It's on me to be self-controlled. Does that make sense or not? Look at them like that. And when you look at them, look at it right there. When you look at them, look at the people. Look at the people. Look at the people. Just imagine people right there. There's the people. Look at them. Who's on this side? Jesus. Who's on the other side? We are. Doesn't that sound like coming alongside to you? Yes or not? Yes or no? Doesn't it sound, isn't that coming alongside? Jesus. People in the middle. And then us. It's like a sandwich. This is what people need. People need this. And so, now let's break it down in case you don't agree with me. It's okay. I just want you to think a little bit this morning. 
So let's look at them. Love. Let's just break it down one at a time. Love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Above all these things, put on what? Which is the bond of perfectness, or that word is maturity. When you learn and let the Lord lead you and help you in your life to be a loving person, you are really getting mature. A lot of the church today is run by immature people. And, and, and we're just crazy. A church should be all about love. Okay? I'm not talking about smack, smacky love. Even though that's okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, okay. No, I'm talking about the love of God, the love of Jesus, that Jesus loves you. That should permeate everything we do. Amen? Okay? So, when you think of love, this is the way I wrote it. This is the way I think. And that is this. When you think of the fruit of the Spirit as love, say that out loud with me. You didn't have to scratch His back, so don't make others scratch. That's not love. I do for you, now you do for me. Well, see, that's not Spirit-filled love. Spirit-filled love is that I didn't have to do a thing to earn His love. Matter of fact, I was against His love. I did everything wrong toward His love. But he loved me while I was yet a sinner. Is that what the Bible says? That's the way we're to love people. We're to love people that way. Well, I scratched your back, you scratched mine. No, see, that's a learned behavior. You learn that somewhere, and you brought that into your Christian life. It has no place in your Christian life, period. You're to love because he loved me first. Why am I to love you? Because that's who I am. That's who God made me to be. Anybody, anytime can talk to me. I'm not better than you. I'm not above you. I am called to love you. You understand or what? Say, you cool or not? That's why after the service, you want to come talk to me? I am here. Now, will I get tired and I can get irritable after a while? But you know what I'm trying to say is, God, that's God's call on my life. And that's been His call on your life as well. Did we catch number one, yes or no? Love. Okay? But just remember, God loves you. That's why I put Jesus up there. Okay? Number two, let's look at the second fruit. Joy. Joy. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace. And what? Joy in the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. Joy is the abiding presence of God. That's what that is. That's your seminary term. God wants to give you this fruit. Here's plain English for you. God lives in my house. See, that's what joy is. That, that's having the Spirit of God in you. And just to know that God's with me. Y'all know that or not? Say, you can face hell. You can, do, you can go through anything in your life knowing He's with me. Isn't that what Psalm 23 song said? I am not alone. Okay, hallelujah. I am not alone. That's what that teaches. That is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Capisce or not? Who gives us that? The Lord does. Okay? Joy. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Let's look at another one. Peace. Peace. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God. Uh-oh, where did that peace come from? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. So for the first three fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, and peace, they all come from the Lord. I get that. But these three first ones are really focused on Jesus. Y'all hear me or not? Is that clear today? He gave you the love. He's the one that loves you. 
He made that peace possible so you could be saved. And also, He gives you that joy, that presence. He comes and He abides in you. Is that understood today? Yes or no? Let's look at the next ones. I'm moving now. I'm wore out. So peace with God and peace of God. That's what you get with the fruit of the Spirit. This is Him coming alongside you so you can come alongside others. Now, do you remember the next three on that list? The next three had to do with who? Others. That doesn't mean it doesn't have to do with you. It has to do with you doing this for others. Let's look at the next one. Long-suffering. By pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering. By kindness, by the what? Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. And there's that word again, by what? Love. So love's everywhere. So long-suffering. What is long-suffering? Roger, what's that other definition you got? Don't you have two? Yes. Let's do that one first. What is long-suffering? Say it out loud. It is enduring with patience the what? Let's do a quick hand showing real quick. How many know somebody in your life that you have to be long-suffering with? Well, those are hands up real quick. Keep your hand down, Kim. All righty. This is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. How are they ever going to get it if they don't get it through you and me? People need us to be long-suffering. They need to, who, who's going to come alongside them if not you? We need to be long-suffering. The, that, one more time, buddy. One more, I appreciate it. That other definition. Enduring with patience the what? This is what the Lord wants you to do with people. Now, I know there's all kinds of circumstances, but in general, this is what God wants out of us. He wants us to not be so quick to just dismiss people when they're a pain in the rear. Excuse me. Okay? But this is something else I like about long-suffering. Just, just words I put up. Put it up, Roger, next one. This is the way I look at it. Here's what, here's what I like long-suffering to be in my life. Let me tell you how I'm making it. I like to live that kind of life. Do I do it perfectly? No, but this is what God wants out of me. He wants me to go through whatever tribulation or trial I'm going through and people to look at me and go, I can't believe you're still making it. See, that's the Holy Spirit that can help us. Yes or no, amen. I've got a funeral I'm going to do. And I don't mean to be hard on y'all because I know it's hard. But I'm fixing next week to travel to Toledo, Ohio. Is that correct? And uh, what's the name of the area? Is it Mamma or Mammy or what's it? Mommy. Mommy. That's where I'm going. I don't even know where I'm going. But this family right here is going through a deep, deep trial. The person they love, a sister, almost like a daughter in a way at times because you were her older sister. They're going through a lot of struggle. But they have the Spirit of God. Their sister was murdered. And I'm going to go do that service. And that sister came into this church. She didn't just visit. She was in our congregation. But you know what y'all show me? You show me how you're making it. You have the Spirit. doesn't mean your heart not hurting. You're grieving. It's hard. But when I look at you... 
I see God the Holy Spirit. Doesn't mean that you're not suffering. You are. But you are making it. Let me show you how I'm making it. And I know y'all well enough. Wouldn't you say that's the Lord? No doubt about it, right? <laughs> no doubt about it. This is what people need to see out of it. So many times in our life, and I, I get guilty of this too, we have bad stuff happen and that's all we talk about. And people can't see we're making it at all. It looks like our whole life's a disaster. Yes or no, amen. Hope I didn't get sideways there anyway, but I'm happy to go. You hear me? And we're going to come. I, Kim's going to come with me. And we're going to come up and we're going to be a blessing. You hear me? And everybody in your family... I'm going to love as much as I can the snot out of them. You hear me? You can count on me. And Nancy can count on me. Nancy's right now in heaven cheering us on. She's going, yeah. Okay? Because she's with the Lord. No doubt about it. The next one, long-suffering gentleness. This is what others need out of us. To speak evil of no man, to be no brawler. Say that next one. But what? Gentle, showing all meekness with all men. This is a fruit of the Spirit, gentleness. What does gentleness mean? What does God want us to do? Is Spirit-filled, Spirit-led, His Spirit in us. He wants, This is my definition. Not rude and mean as a snake. Y'all understand that one or not? Don't come off, don't come off saying you're Spirit-filled. I think that's why people like to flop and run around church because it covers up the way they can be with people sometimes. you hear me or not say, that's not going to fly. This is more important than you having a, 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 a spell in the Spirit. People need you and me to not be rude and mean as a snake. I see it all the time. You hear me or not say, do I do it? I do it some. I need to work at it. When I do it, I'm wrong. When I do it, I'm sowing Destruction in my life. Y'all hear me or not? Are y'all with me or not? People need to come alongside. How many this week? Let's raise a hand. Let's do it. You are rude or mean to somebody as a snake this week. Can I see some hands? Stop! Got it? And I appreciate you raising your hand. And most people are lying. But anyway. Stop! God wants you. He wants to love through you. How are people going to see Christ? Tell them off. See Jesus. You're right. They'll see a Jesus they don't want. We don't want that, guys. Next thing people need. Now, this is fruits of the Spirit in our life. Now, Pete and Joan, y'all have looked at these a lot. You might not have heard it like this, have you? That's okay. Just think about it. I think you're with me, though. Goodness. Whosoever shall compel you to go a mile, go with him how many? That's what Jesus said. Another fruit of the Spirit is goodness. What does goodness mean? Fruit of the Spirit is goodness. Here's what it means. To be kind. It means that you're beneficial to people. They see you as a benefit, not a pain. Goodness is proper. Doing a good thing. It's right. Do people see you as valuable? Valuable in their life? Wouldn't it be a different planet if we were... Spirit-controlled? Yes or no? Here's my language. Going the extra mile for folk. That's what people need to see out of us as believers in Christ. Spirit-filled believers. Let's go the extra mile. Y'all hear me or not? Am I crazy? 
So six we've seen, the last three are quick. Faith, faith, faith. No man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident for the just shall live by One of the fruits of the Spirit is faith. What is faith to me? Here it is. I believe God. Say it out loud. See, I can't do that for you. I can't do it. You're not going to accomplish long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness without Jesus, these first three, and without you doing these last three. You need to believe God, period. You need to believe exactly what I put on this screen today is the truth. Maybe my commentary is not all perfect, but you need to believe this is the Word of God. Yes or no, or oh me, say. I believe God, period. That's what faith is. That is a fruit of the Spirit. I believe God, period. That ain't praying. You're going to get you a new Cadillac. You just believe God. I believe in praying for things, guys. But really, the fruits of the Spirit, I believe, are really about you being filled with Him so that those first three things that Jesus talked about can be accomplished. Other people can come to Christ. They can know that they have a victorious life. They need you to help with that. And that's why it's so important that you have faith. You need to believe God that He wants to work through your life. Number eight is meekness. I can't be meek for you. I can't have faith for you, and I can't be meek for you. Meekness. Put on, therefore, as elect of God, holy beloved, bowels of mercies, humbleness, Uh, Kindness, humbleness of mind. There's our word meekness. Look at these words, long-suffering. They're all right there. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against you, even so as Christ forgave you, so also do. What is the word meekness? With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbear one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Meekness. What is meekness or what it ain't? Meekness ain't what? Meekness ain't weakness. Meekness is a, uh, it's a humbleness. It's a humility. But here's, what, here's how they teach you in seminary. Big, big schools. Here's how they teach you. They teach you meekness is a big horse. Big, big horse. And you can put a little bit in his mouth. Now that horse is big enough to trample you to death. It reminded me of that alligator. How many saw that alligator picture with me the other day? Y'all see that picture? Ha! Did you see that thing about 10, 12 feet? And you know all it took was a little bit of tape around that alligator's mouth? Because if you get his mouth shut, he can't open it. That's the idea of meekness. A bit in a horse's mouth or a tape around an alligator's mouth. It's, it's strength under control. God the Holy Spirit can't work through you and me if we don't maintain meekness. Is that clear or not? Amen? So, meekness ain't weakness. The last one, temperance. What do you think of the first six letters says the word what? Temper! You're not going to be very effective for Christ if you have an out-of-control temper. Y'all hear me or not say? A lot of people don't want to come to church because they feel like a preacher is going to scream at them. Now, I scream, but I try to encourage them. But the bottom line is temperance. For the weak I became weak, Paul says, that I might gain the weak. I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Paul speaking. All this I do for the gospel, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye that they which run in a race run all, but one's going to receive the prize. So run that you can win. Every man that strives for the master is temperate. That's our word. 
in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but you and me, we run this race to obtain an incorruptible crown. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beats the air. Say it with me. But I keep under my body. Keep going. And I bring it into subjection. Lest by any means, when I preach to others, I myself should become a castaway. So what is the last fruit of the Spirit? It's the word temperance. It means strength under control. Not out of control living. Say that out loud. Not out of control. You have the Holy Spirit and I have the Holy Spirit. He wants to work in your life. He wants to use you and me to work on others. You understand? Why I got the fruit of the Spirit? I got fruit of the Spirit. You got the fruit of the Spirit for a purpose. He wants to change your life. But then you need to be making solid decisions, and He will help you with that. Ultimately, so others can have you come alongside them. And not pile on top. Is that making sense today? Did I lose you? I think the preacher you got it, didn't you? But you got a big education. You should know this stuff. Amen? Who has the, who has the control in your life? Spirit or the flesh? If you're like me, you struggle. Roger, can you put them up one more time? Does this make any more sense now after the message? Yes or no? Does it make more sense? Has it, does that, is that a little different way to look at the fruits of the Spirit? Yes or no? I think so. I think so. Look at them. Look at them. I get my love. I get my joy. And I get my peace from who? But I got to have what? Faith. And I got to be what? And I got to be self-controlled. Because if I ain't, the folks ain't going to get what? Long-suffering for me. They ain't going to get gentleness from me, and they ain't going to get goodness from me. If they ain't going to get it from me, where in the heck are they getting it from? Amen? Let's thank the Lord for His Word. We're done. Amen. Come on. I liked it. Amen. Let's jump on, stay. Let's jump on up here. Appreciate it. I'm about done. I'm wore out. Wore out. Amen. Now, is it Jim and Judy Leach? I was at the airport yesterday in Asheville, North Carolina. And I saw somebody that you knew. Yeah, he was from here, Ron Smith. Yeah, we talked about y'all like a dog. No, we did. We did. We were nice. We were very nice, okay? He said, say hello, okay? God bless you. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for a good message today in your word. Good message. Like a Bible study. It was good for us. It was good for me. Now, Lord, you know me. I had a chance to look at it earlier, and I had a chance to do it in the first service, and now again. So, Lord, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. But, Lord, you know how I struggle with this. I struggle. It's not because you don't love me or that you don't live in my house, and it's not because you haven't given me peace. It's because I'm not believing you. It's because I'm not allowing you to lead me with that small bit in my mouth. And it's because I'm not exhibiting 
the self-control that you want me to have. Lord, if I have this problem, I imagine others do. So would you burn this message into our heart? People need us. Our family needs us. They need us to be long-suffering. They need us to be gentle and kind. They need us to be good and beneficial and valuable in their life. Lord, you want all this because that's who you are. Help us to see it clearer. Do a work in us, Lord. Sometimes we don't do because we don't know. We don't understand. So I pray today some clarity will come. In Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed one last moment. Guys, it's not God's will that you leave here lost. It is not God's will. He is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Everybody, every person, everywhere... God wants to save them. He wants to forgive them. He wants them to be in heaven one day. And you're here today. You're here today. I might not get you next week. You might not get a next week. Would you humble yourself right now and put your faith in Christ today? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus and you'll believe in your heart, that's down in your gut, down deep, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. All of, all of it's been done. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. But you have to make your move. And the fact that you came here today gives me a pretty good inclination that God is at work in your life. Would you take that step that is so necessary and put your faith in Christ? Can I lead you in a prayer right now? I'm not going to drag you forward. I'm not. No, none of that. This is between you and Him. But He uses folks like me to help you. The Bible says, how, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, you got one. Would you take advantage of it today? Let's pray together. Are you ready? You might say, how do I know if I'm not going to heaven? Well, if you think it's good works or you think going to church is going to get there, you think you're living a good life or giving money, then you ain't going. It's all about Jesus. Can we nail that today? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, talk to him. I know I'm a sinner. I'm convinced of that one. But I want you to know, Lord, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. I am convinced that you are God's Son. Come into my life and live through me, live through me, live through me, and help me to know the devil ain't my daddy no more. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed, how many would lift a hand and say, Pastor Gary, I said that prayer with you. I said it. I'm not ashamed. I'll tell you right now. I did that. I love that. Praise the Lord. God bless us as we go. Help us not forget what we heard. Help me particularly, Lord. Help me not to be where I preach to other people and I myself become a castaway. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. See you later, guys. Let's thank the Lord again. Come on.